the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, there are some days where I sit down to prepare for the Bruce Hooley Show, and not a lot jumps out. Maybe one or two things. Today's not one of those days. Today's we have a ton to get to, so we'll move fast. We'll welcome Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio to the show at noon today. I'm going to pin Matt down on his prediction for the upcoming midterm election. Uh, assuming it happens, assuming that um, me and my other uh, extreme mega fascists don't overthrow democracy before then. The president warned y'all about us again last night. Yes, we will play you that. And uh, interesting theories on electricity and electric cars and home power from Joe Biden. Uh, the Fed has raised rates another 75 basis points. Jerome Powell saying that inflation is not responding. And the markets didn't care for Jerome Powell's tone yesterday. Uh, but if you are uh, hopeful that someday your children, who are now in the neighborhood of, I don't know, what, 15 years old, might be able to recognize the American dream, buy a home, you have to be happy about what Jerome Powell did yesterday. But if you are now, say, 23, 24, coming out of college, and you want to buy a home, uh, you're probably going to have to wait. Or you're going to have to have a really, 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 really good paying job. And if you have one at Twitter, you might lose it by tomorrow. That is also in the headlines today. But we will begin today with something that um, I'm just not going to let go away quietly. And that is the murder of Kevin Sopnowski. He's not a Columbus kid, but he is a Columbus kid. Because when I look at Kevin Sopnowski's picture, the 21-year-old man from Girard, Ohio, who was murdered at the Sheets gas station near the airport at about 3 a.m. Sunday, I see a young man a lot like those that attend my church, a lot like those I interact with when I talk to athletes, both in high school and in college, and I picture a family a lot like mine and probably a lot like yours, where you as a parent are exceedingly proud to the degree it's not sinful and grateful that you have an obedient, high-achieving, wonderful young person as your son or daughter. And then you get a call at 3 in the morning that your son's been shot. And it doesn't even begin to make any sense to you because your son's never involved in anything like that. Your son is a church-going goal-setting, accomplishment-achieving person. And yet it is true. 
and he is dead. Randomly, of course, doesn't make him any less gone. And it certainly doesn't make any sense. Interesting today, I'm preparing for the show. I have the television on, and I see a commercial come on with Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther. There's a bond issue on the ballot that uh, Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther uh, would like for you to vote for. And so that is the reason for Andrew Ginther appearing in this TV commercial. And it begins in a way that is uh, ironic and convicting of Mayor Andrew Ginther in light of the murder of Kevin Sobnowski. My number one job is to keep you safe. To stop the violence, we need to do two things at once. First, get the illegal guns off our streets. Second, invest in programs that give our young people alternatives to violence. Vote yes on the bond issues on November 8th. Now, I placed a call to Mayor Ginther's office and his spokesperson, Robin Davis, and I said, saw the commercial. Appears to me that by his own standard, Andrew Ginther is a miserable failure as a mayor. If he says his number one job is to keep you safe, I'm looking at a murder total in the city of Columbus of 120. Now, last year, it was 205. So 120 seems like they're making big progress, except that 120, as of November the 1st, is more than any annual total of murders in Columbus in 2015, 16, 17, 18, or 19. In 2020, we had 175 murders. That was a record. We bettered the record last year. The murder total is still astronomically high compared to the routine years prior to Andrew Ginther taking office where the murders were almost always under 100 for the year. Again, I'm grading the man by his own standard. My number one job is to keep you safe. To stop the violence, we need to do two things at once. First, get the illegal guns off our streets. Second, invest in programs that give our young people alternatives to violence. Vote yes on the bond issues on November 8th. So we need to do two things. We need to get the illegal guns off our streets. No mention of get the criminals off our streets. I've seen the pictures of the uh, suspects from the Sheets gas station. They're on the ABC6 website. I spoke to a detective from a suburban police department in Columbus last night. Communicated with him. And he said, they look very familiar to me. And we talked. And we both are of the opinion that when these guys are caught, and I pray they are caught, neither of us will be surprised, nor will you be surprised, if they have long criminal records that most likely include car thefts in the city of Columbus. Now, we have a juvenile court system in the city of Columbus that has no interest in locking up juveniles who steal cars. We had a 12-year-old crash a car. A stolen car. Yesterday. 12-year-old. I dare say that 12-year-old is not behind bars at the moment. Nope. Turned over to the parents. 
Uh, I heard from a police officer on Tuesday night where another juvenile crashed a car, stolen car. They called the mom. It was a girl who crashed the car, called the mom. The mom said, I don't want her back. I can't do anything with her. You guys keep her. Hmm. The moms are crying out, the dads, the mom, if the dads are involved, crying out for help. And we have juvenile court justices, Kim A. Brown, who says that locking up juveniles is racist. Locking up juveniles is racist. Now, lest you think that I only care about the murder of Kevin Sobnowski because Kevin Sobnowski is a clean-cut white kid, how many days have I spent on this program talking about the senseless murders of Olivia Kurtz at Bicentennial Park and Mackenzie Ridley on the east side of Columbus. Both beautiful, young, black teenage girls. It doesn't matter to me what color they are. It matters to me how innocent they are. It matters to me how their lives are ended senselessly and how we have a mayor who will say what the standard of grading him should be. My number one job is to keep you safe. And yet... He has failed miserably at that job, and he has not addressed or spoken about the murder of Kevin Sobnoski. He is above accountability to you, the citizenry, and to the family of Kevin Sobnoski. I think it's interesting that I assume Columbus police released 12 possible suspects in the Sheets shooting. We were told eight at first, but there are 12 released. So let me just tell you a little bit more about Kevin Sobnoski. Here's the obituary from the Blackstone Funeral Home in Girard, Ohio, where he will have calling hours on Friday and where his funeral will be Saturday. Kevin John Subnoski died on Sunday at the Ohio State University Medical Center following a senseless act of violence. He was born in Youngstown, Ohio. He was the son of Damian and Laura Subnoski. The third paragraph. Kevin was incredibly smart and an effortly gifted student. He attended St. Rose School in Girard from kindergarten through eighth grade, and he was a 2019 graduate of Girard High School and the valedictorian of his class. Following graduation, Kevin attended Youngstown State University on a full academic scholarship as a member of the Honors College. He was pursuing a bachelor's degree in computer science and was set to graduate in the spring of 2023 next year next year andrew ginther next year in your city where you continue to prattle on about gun violence not about gang violence not about your inept corrupt juvenile court system one of kevin's many talents was his athleticism he was involved in several sports throughout his life including baseball karate where he earned a second-degree black belt. Kevin's true passion, however, was soccer. He fell in love with the sport when he first played as a child. He continued playing until high school, where he started varsity as a freshman. You can't get a more high-achieving, obedient, difference-making life than Kevin Sobnowski. And he's gunned down senselessly in a city where the mayor says his number one job is to keep you safe. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer, 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 Columbus. You're always invited to participate in the program. Our number, 
844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. You can send me an email, bruce at salemmedia.com. I have a call into Robin Davis, the uh, spokesperson for Andrew Ginther. Uh, the mayor of Columbus has not uttered a word publicly about the senseless murder of 21-year-old Kevin Sobnoski, 3 a.m. Sunday. A lot of people are murdered in Columbus. Some stand out. The ones that stand out in my mind are the young people who had very promising lives ahead of them, the ones who made great decisions. See, that is a lie to say that because you might be brought up in tough circumstances that you cannot get out or that people are not eager to help you get out. Uh, even in a community as depressed as the Linden area, uh, I know of coaches and members of a local church who have plugged in at Linden and who have made a transformative difference in the lives of many young men there. But those young men have to make themselves available to the transformation. They have to buy in to the discipline, to the coaching, to the parameters that people have invested in their life to show them a way out. Kevin Sobnoski, by all accounts, looks like he had the benefit of a much different upbringing. Some would say a privileged upbringing. I don't know the economics of his family, but I can tell from the resume that Kevin Sobnoski had that a pretty good chance great things were ahead of this young man. Valedictorian of his high school class, started all four years in soccer, Youngstown State, full academic scholarship due to graduate in the spring, gone because of some collection of criminals who exited a Sheets gas station at the airport on Saturday into the wee hours of Sunday morning and started randomly firing their semi-automatic rifles. And one of the bullets hit Kevin Sobnowski in the head and he died. It's no more or less tragic than what happened to Olivia Kurtz at Bicentennial Park where she died in her sister's arms after she was shot by some random idiot no different than Mackenzie Ridley and a host of other faces that I see in a city that didn't used to be this dangerous, but has become this dangerous under all Democratic rule. Chris, west of Columbus, next on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I heard you talking about the juveniles stealing vehicles. Yeah. They're not... It all comes down to accountability. 16 years ago, my daughter... Decided to steal her stepmother's car, take her boyfriend, and drive to Texas to see her mom. She was 13 years old. Now, I had to drive down. I had to go through the courts. I had to get her out. I brought her back. So we took her to court here in Ohio. Now, on my side, I, the judge asked me, Chris, what do you want to do? And I said, she won't listen to a word I say. She needs to be held accountable. She needs to go to juvenile detention which she did for 47 days. She's turned out pretty well. Now, on the other side, the boyfriend, his mother cried and pleaded, please release him to her custody. He made it two years out of high school, did drugs, and ended up dying. I tell you what, these parents have to step up. They have to be held accountable. Well, I'm certainly glad, Chris, that you made the decision that you made because you made the right decision. Um, We frame discipline in our country as an evil thing as a hateful thing, as something that, uh, you know, is (laughs) mean, misplaced, wrongheaded. There's a reason why uh, the old ways 
became the old ways because people kept doing them because they worked. The minute we start reimagining, reimagining is just another way for saying pretending. Little kids pretend. You don't get to pretend as a parent, okay? You don't get to. Parents are the first line of defense. Kind of circumstances Chris outlined. You think he wanted his daughter to go into juvenile? No. But his desire to see his daughter shocked, if you want to say that, by the uh, consequence she suffered for her actions was not done out of meanness or out of spite. It was done out of love. It was done so that she would not end up with a miserable life. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear she did not. I'm not surprised. But when parents aren't the first line of defense, then the judicial system, the legal system must be. And here in Columbus, it's a joke. It is a joke. Kid steals a car. He's out the same day. He's out an hour later. Probably we have, we have more than a few cases where juveniles have stolen more than one, more than one vehicle in the same day. Brian in West Columbus next. Hello, Brian. Hi. Hi. How you doing, sir? Good. Yeah. So, so the problem is, is the parents. You know, the police get blamed, and the teachers and principals get blamed, and the law enforcement get, gets blamed. But you know, the parents almost never get blamed, and then they show up. You know, after the fact, oh, my baby was so so good. He was so sweet, and all this kind of crap. So you know, it, it starts at home. It starts with, and I can say this. Um, you know. Oh, I could say this and probably wouldn't call me anything bad because I am a black person. But as as black human beings, we have to kind of take accountability for ourselves. And when we can't do it with these Democrats who basically use us as liberal victims. We're victims of everything. So we can't take accountability because we're just victims. We're just victims of the system. Brian, how, uh, how, how, how much... Um... My sense is that because we keep getting Mayor Andrew Ginther reelected and an all-Democratic city council and all-Democratic commissioners in Franklin County, my sense is that you're an outlier among people who are friends of yours that are also black. Um, do you have conversations with them about it? Do they, do, or, or are you hanging in a group of all uh, like-minded individuals on what you just discussed? Well, all my family members... And friends, I mean, they don't really like to talk about politics with me because they're all, you know, they're all mostly liberals. But, you know, and this is what I say to to people. I understand, well, okay, they're mostly liberals and Democrats. I think Republicans and conservatives need to kind of change their language on how they kind of try to bring in or address black people. Because I think sometimes, you know, they're not reaching black people. How could American how can the message or, how does the message need to change in your estimation? I'm sorry, the music's playing. We got about 30 seconds, but how does the message need to change? It, it has to be a thing where it seems like instead of just punishing, where there's some type of of caring. We care about your community. We want to invest in your community. I understand. Well, you know, most of my people are probably not going to vote conservative, but liberals play the we're, we're the friends of black people game. Gotcha. gotcha. You know, Thank and you. they've been doing it for a long time. Thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate the call. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.